0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to episode 387 of Podcateers. This week we recap Disney Plus Day, Disney partners with TikTok, some interesting comments from a Disney exec, the Muppets appear at Marius Nights, and Disney announces a reimagining of Toontown. Remember that if you want to join the conversation, you can join us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podketeers. But we'd like to invite you to join our growing community over on Discord. You can find an invite to join us in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com 387. Before we get into the episode, we want to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our Podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers After Show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. All right, so we're going to jump into the episode now. Uh, If you're new to the podcast and you just started listening, welcome. We hope that you like what you hear and that you come back and hang out with us more. If you've been hanging with us for some time now, what's up? Glad to have you back. We appreciate all of you listening and the time that you spend with us on a weekly basis. So that's it. It's time to get this podcast started. So here is episode 387 of Podcateers. (laughs)
2: <laughs> bake <his> man
1: <laughs> bake me a churro as fast as you can a five dollar churro that's oh. what's up well ouch, ouch a five dollar churro <laughs> that's shorter than it used to be
2: hey 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 it's not right oh <laughs> let's
1: stop there <laughs> isn't that what was promised by the CFO of the Disney company because you know, they're gonna start making some cutbacks and do it to help our waistlines. They're they're Dream really cons- they're concerned
3: about us, Hazen. <laughs> they say, you know what? This has gotten out of control. We have to do something about these people. They're mm-hmm. just getting mm-hmm. so roly poly. You know, they're so round, they're so fluffy. We gotta encourage them to eat less. So we're just gonna make it so they can't afford food. That's okay. what flooded you, the small
2: world, right? Right. Was us <laughs> on? I think that's that's what led to this. right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, sorry, mm. You're getting in the soon. boat and the water overflow. Yeah, <laughs> Too anyway. soon.
0: But here, here's the funny thing: the most healthiest part on my dish was shrunk, yet I got more French fries. So mm. I don't know about this whole waistline thing. If I get mm. more French fries, more
3: cold than French protein. Fries. Mm.
1: <laughs> mm. I think. Mm. I mean, I think there's a lot of things at play here. Right. I think the fact that there's some difficulty getting certain types of foods is starting to affect the parks. And maybe that was their way of trying to cover it up, you know, so that people don't start to panic that they can't get their seventeen dollar chicken nuggets. But, you know, the fact that. They they posed it in a way that makes it like, look, I know I like tacos. I've already acknowledged that and. Whether I'm in the park or not, I'm going to eat what I like. And that's just, it makes me happy, right? right? And half of the stuff that they have in the park is what puts us in those types of situations because we eat it as much as we want. And that's just how things are for some people. Can it be moderated? Yeah, but not by Disney. It should be moderated by us. It's something that we decide to do, not Disney, you know, if we're going there to waste our hard-earned money, we should be able to get a full-size churro for the $17 that they're charging us. Right. And we'll still walk it off.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm not <laughs> going to Disneyland to be on a diet.
0: Yeah. It, it, there
3: I'm, you go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to Disneyland to try the treats and ride the rides, not to watch my my uh, shapely figure. Right. Right. <laughs> In the
1: right. Yep. And, Eat and spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> And then, as you know, this on the tail end, obviously, of them saying, and here's a hundred new snacks coming to the Festival of Holidays.
0: Right? Yeah, we really okay. Make
1: snacks. Something you don't have to remind snacks. me of that. I'm, uh, I already know. Anyway, Calories don't can you tell we're Sam, welcome to the podcast. Wham! On your Monday, ba, ba, ba.
2: the Thunderdome. Brilliant. <laughs> <Relentless> Let's <laughs> Disney talk. Fire. <laughs>
1: I said, are you ready? <laughs>
2: <laughs> then, I'm the cream of the crop.
1: <laughs> for the thousands that eat churros and the millions listening at home. I'm not even going to finish that because I was told by my mom that if I have nothing nice to say, I shouldn't <laughs> curse Especially, but I'm just not going to. I'll leave it to your imagination. But <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> Anyhow, I knew that was very Pillsbury Doughboy of me, but that's okay. I'm going to go with it. Ah, uh, so crazy weekend there was so many mm-hmm. announcements so many things happening things that made you angry things that made you happy things that gave you the warm and fuzzies and overall it's christmas time in the parks one of the surprises of merriest nights was something that we've been lobbying for for a really long time so we'll get to that in a bit uh disney plus day was celebrated over the weekend in the parks they laid out a huge blue carpet as you were entering through the turnstiles. Uh, did you all get a chance to get the Disney Plus day button that they gave out? I don't know if they had any left over during the weekend or if they still I had the blue hats. carpet there. I was saw jealous. plenty of people
3: with them. Yeah, they were there yes, on Friday, but we
1: didn't get any. <laughs> I was jealous. Ah, that's lame. That's oh, and kind of we saw the
2: little d- app thing we mentioned too. Uh, Jill, Pocketeer listener, showed me on her app, the Disneyland app, if your email is the same email as your key you will get one section of the app that'll show you you're a disney plus member now
1: Mm, interesting uh, well see that doesn't help us because our disney plus account is using an email that's you know like for our subscription this was the debacle it's not like our (laughs) yeah you know uh, there's there's they need to have a way to link this stuff like there's maybe a lot of changes coming that for sure i i don't know like i feel like there's a lot of things that have been happening recently where they're like one up in each other it's like okay how do we make them angrier this week look oh, this no. is what i got right <laughs> you know and it, it seems like this weird one-up game just watch what they'll pay for watch
3: what watch what we can make them pay for i'll show you i'll show you what they'll pay for <laughs>
1: it really does feel like that sometimes uh <laughs> no, so as no, a consumer they won't pay for that <laughs> you know kind of doesn't feel great as a consumer and especially as a magic key holder you fork over fourteen hundred bucks, and you can't even get a damn reservation unless you're glued to your computer screen to see if somebody drops a reservation. And you know the only way to go is obviously to fork over an additional five or six hundred bucks because it's considered peak time to go. So it's really weird, like the way everything is set up. Uh, I know that they're angry in a lot of people, but we. We knew that there was going to be some some hitches, you know, along the way, because it's a new way of how they're handling things. And we knew that there was going to be some growing pains that were going to come along with adding these types of services and adding these types of barriers. Um, But again, so many changes are coming so quickly that, you know, it's angry in a lot of people as the changes are being implemented, because everybody's just used to not having these restrictions in place after so long. Uh, so back to the parks. Um, Disney Plus Day, again, celebrated on Friday in the park, celebrated at different retailers. Target, Walmart had sales and stuff going on. You could get the Disney Plus Day buttons there as well. Uh, I finally saw Shang-Chi uh, oh, on Friday yeah. when it was released. Oh, wow. It yeah. was so good. Shang? Yeah. Shang. 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 Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you you change your name from Sean, Sean? to Sean. Sean. <laughs> uh, yes. It was so good. I I was really pleasantly surprised at how they handled uh, the story. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, go watch it. What are you waiting for? It was super good. I I was just really really uh, engaged. However, I will tell you what. <laughs> also came out that day and even my kids halfway through the film were like, Dad, is it almost over? <laughs> uh, was Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh. Aww. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, okay. I will be honest that outside of the... I forgot his name, but he plays Buzz in the Home Alone movies, you know, Kevin mm-hmm. McAllister's brother. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was in this film as well. Uh, so aside from him, the only character I was really uh like familiar with was Ellie Kemper obviously because you know i i'm a huge office fan so i i know her primarily from there uh and you know it it was um it's not how do i say it? it's not haunted mansion like how i felt about that at the beginning i mean it's a kids movie first and foremost i think they tried really really hard to replicate the the magic of the first one but it really did feel forced a lot of it just didn't feel like like home did alone you at least get the it. holiday vibe from it because i mean that's the real home alone vibe if you no. ask me i mean it was set during <sighs> christmas and it was set Yikes. you know in the winter but there's yeah there that's wasn't, not good. yeah i mean outside of the fact that you know they were wearing a santa costume and that you know, oh i'm mm. sorry keenan thompson was in the movie too like i, oh, I recognize Kenan. him dang it um yeah, no, I didn't really get Christmas vibes from it. The resolution in the film wasn't one where at the end I was like, oh, they did it. Oh, 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 they, Yeah, yeah, you go. I was like, oh, okay. It, all right, this ended. Cool. They did it. Good. Great. The
3: family came back at the end. Yep. Never would have guessed. Yep. I haven't guessed. seen it and I know how it ends. Oh, yep. oh man. <laughs> Um, he is no longer home
1: alone Mm -hmm. no you get any of those uh uh, i did get a couple of those but not not to the extent of the i mean even home alone two and three were way deeper into the holiday spirit than this one was home alone two
2: is a good movie. home alone two yeah i have a real i mean we could get in a whole podcast about how i think it competes with home alone one on like a but it's all man. You're so not so. the first person I've <laughs> heard. Merry say Christmas, that. you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love And
1: you. a happy new year. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first person I've heard say that. And I'd probably have to go watch like each of them again to try mm-hmm. to compare them if we ever did Same. have that conversation. Same. But yeah, I mean I I remember watching the original trilogy and liking it. You know, e- even the third one. And I was like, yeah, it, it was it was still a good film for what it was. But this right. one, yeah, I I mean, I don't want to speak bad about it. But, you know, there's yeah, other I stuff did on have Disney Plus of, you could watch.
2: It's people were talking about, you know, the Macaulay Culkin trying to reprise a role, which he didn't. Now we know that. So I'm glad because if it's not a classic, then I kind of want him to stay away from it then because it kind of like stay in that realm of, uh, I don't know, like – uh, of realm of like being yes you were in the good home alone movies <laughs> you know? know like you're admired is what i'm trying to say
1: <laughs> oh yeah he made a good decision
2: <laughs> so i
3: have some i have a guess so i haven't seen anything about this movie other than like the poster so does i'm gonna see just tell me if any of this happens in the movie <laughs> does he use his uh either cell phone or smart home or roomba to do any of his little pranking in the movie
1: um, does he use the Roomba? N- no, he uses other stuff. Yeah. Okay. It, I had a feeling it was going to be
3: like, go yeah. that smart. I guess I was wrong. Like I smart mean, home. Like
1: they, I mean, there are some element. Yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, the thing is that it's so new. I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm sure that there is an audience for this movie and that's why I'm trying to stay away from Speaking so bad about it right i didn't enjoy it personally but i know that there is an audience for this and i know that there are kids that are going to watch this film and they are going to lose their heads laughing at some of the stuff that happens in the film okay um but me personally i'm not a huge moviegoer and even Like, I think the reason I tend to like some films more than other people do is because other people have more things to compare them to. And so they have, you know, that balance of like, well, yeah, this is great because this other thing was horrible and they tried to do the same thing. I don't have those reference points because I don't watch as many movies as as, like you guys might, especially like Larry. Like Larry watches so many films that like he's got plenty of reference points. Right. But like even I didn't like this movie. You know, and I really tried, like I really wanted to, and mm-hmm. I just, I, it was hard to get into. Um Thanks. But yeah, I do think that there's some kind of audience for it, and I think primarily it's going to be children that are going to be the audience. But at the same time, gauging by what my kids asked me in the middle of watching the film, <laughs> asking me if it was over, maybe it's not even them, I don't know. So... You know, we'll see. It, it, it might be a cult classic Maybe it's for grandmas. Monday.
3: Who knows? It could be there for grandmas instead. Maybe but, grandmas but like But
1: there's it. no grandmas in the movie. So grandmas don't
3: have to like movies that are about grandmas. I mean, they they, may, about they grandma. might. <laughs> grandmas were once not grandmas, Hazel. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Just no, think no, about my that. What? Wow. <laughs> but they're grandmas now.
2: <laughs> are, you, are you serious right now? <laughs> Some grandmas
3: <laughs> like other things than grandma things.
2: Just to put that out there. Well, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Life lessons.
1: You're welcome,
2: listener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this, yeah. All so, this wisdom.
1: Yeah. Some of the other stuff that ended up coming, uh, that became available on Disney Plus was Ciao Alberto. So good. Definitely recommend it. I watched that one. one. of the gems is the Olaf Presents shorts. Oh, it's so good. I missed that one. (laughs) I can't even begin to tell you how good it is. Olaf is so entertaining as a character, and all of the magic that he brought to the screen when he recreated Frozen, when he was catching them up in the film, he brought it to these movies. And there's so many one-liners that we could just quote over and over. You guys got to watch it. We got to talk about them after. Uh, definitely uh, a watch uh, The Simpsons plus anniversary super interesting short like mm-hmm. in right. so many ways it's all of the all of the properties were represented from Star Wars to Pixar to Disney to The Simpsons obviously because it was a Simpsons short some of the creative decisions that they made were interesting to me because Disney's very protective of their characters. And to see Goofy drinking a beer with Homer was <laughs> one really of the most happen. surprising things that happened in what the What I tell you, Andrew?
2: <laughs> Everybody needs a Goofy. i <laughs> <laughs> will <Andrew.
1: laughs> just call that getting Goofy. Yeah. So, it. I mean, there were a lot of references that, I mean, we could probably say, Oh, you know what, Andrew? This would be one of those good like, frame-by-frame ones. So we could see... Oh, okay. And list everything that was represented in the short. Mm. Okay, hold on. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> let's do it in an after show. Let's do it. There we go. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's yeah, do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll jot that one down. We'll go in and we'll see everything that was represented. Anyway, uh, there's tons Jesus. of digs at Disney. There's tons of digs at Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting short, especially like I said, because Disney's so protective of their characters that they were in situations that like. Goofy and Donald, especially where you wouldn't think that they would be okay with doing this, you know, and the fact that they signed off on this short one makes me think that the people behind The Simpsons are still more in control over The Simpsons than Disney's in control of The Simpsons. Kind of how Marvel is, you know, in control by Kevin Feige more than Disney is in control of Marvel to a certain extent. Uh, but, yeah, definitely worth a watch. It was funny. You know, I enjoyed it. Uh, we got a preview for Cars on the Road, another car spinoff that's coming to Disney Plus. Uh, it's There's a new interesting series that they announced called Win or Lose, which is uh, a Pixar animated series coming in 2023. These are not shorts. These are episodic animated like cartoons. It, it's super cool mm. that Pixar is going to be giving something like this to us for the first time. Uh, the Marvel section, Oh, a tear poor one for the homies because the Marvel section finally got updated and the Avengers as we knew them are no longer in the background. It's primarily yep. all characters from phase four. Uh, so we got, you know, Sam, we got Wanda, uh, I, I, I believe it's T'Challa, unless it's whoever is the new Black Panther that's up there. Uh, I I think Carol was there if I remember correctly, but primarily, yes. yeah, it's Carol, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, primarily characters from Phase Four. Uh, along with that, we did get uh, a recap. The Marvel special that we talked about was kind of a recap of some of the things that we've already gotten from Marvel this year. Went all the way back to WandaVision. They showed us clips from that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Loki. They gave us an extended preview of Hawkeye. We got our first look at Moon Knight. Dude, it looks so good. I yeah. can't <laughs> wait for Moon Knight. Uh, we got a look at She-Hulk. Miss Marvel. Uh, Then they teased uh, Season 2 of Loki, What If Season 2, I Am Groot, The Guardians Holiday Special, Echo. They're bringing back the X-Men from 1997. That was teased during that special. Spider Freshman is the new incarnation of Spider-Man. So it looks like Tom Holland is going to be no more in the MCU after this next film. We got uh, a tease for Ironheart. Agatha House of Harkness, which we talked about recently. Armor Wars, Marvel Zombies, and Secret Invasion. Oh, and we also got like a preview, like a look into the new Willow series that they're doing. I was never a huge Willow fan, but I know that there's people that think it's one of the greatest films of all time. I'm nobody to argue with those people, but I just thought it was like, whatever. So... um. So uh, it, it was great. There was a lot of stuff. Uh, honestly, I think the winner of Disney Plus Day was definitely Marvel because they had so many things to announce, and they had a lot of really great things that we could anticipate. Um, especially considering that, you know, the the service itself seemed to really be like people were really going to Disney Plus as a service because they were enamored with Grogu. You know, before we knew his name, people were enamored with (laughs) Baby Yoda, you know, and everybody wanted to see these episodes of The Mandalorian because of Baby Yoda. And so Grogu really kind of dominated Disney Plus and a lot of people were curious, signed up for the service because of it. There's no more Mandalorian until the next season comes out. I doubt that he's going to make an appearance in the book of Boba Fett, maybe towards the end of the series as it kind of reintroduces us into the new season of The Mandalorian. Who knows? But um yeah, one of the problems that they ran into was that a lot of the things that were supposed to be announced on Disney Plus Day leaked the day before on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, wow. uh, they spent a lot of time running Recon trying to get those videos down, trying to get people to go to Disney Plus. We talked a little bit about some of the things that were going to be coming. And how they were offering people a $2 resubscription fee or a $2 introductory fee if you weren't a member of Disney Plus at the time. And in a way, I feel like that worked against them. Because, you know, even stars HBO, they have these free weekends. Right. Where if you're not subscribed to the service and you have like a satellite dish or a cable service, they'll give you like stars weekend so you can preview the movies. And if you like it, they give you a special rate to sign up for six months or whatever the case is. Uh, In this case. All of these announcements, had they not uh, been leaked the day before, were all behind a paywall. And so the people that were already Disney Plus members, were the ones seeing this for the first time. They were the ones that were experiencing it. And if you weren't a Disney Plus member and weren't willing to even pay the two bucks, then you were just going to wait for the announcements that came the day after or hours after they were announced on Disney Plus. So I almost feel like Disney did themselves a disservice by not offering, like, a free weekend. Like, they didn't even have to offer the free month, right? They could have just been, like, a three-day Disney Plus pass, you know, and if you like it, you know, sign up for this discounted rate for $2 for the first month and then, you know, whatever the rate is going forward. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, considering all the stuff that got announced, considering I know that we're all on the Disney Plus on – I'm sorry, on the uh, D23 – bundle price so i mean we're kind of covered for at least another year or so but as far as the pricing is concerned things getting leaked things that got announced those announcements being behind a paywall what do you like do you guys agree that they should have just gone with something free or or do you think there's another solution
0: no they could have they could have gone with something free for about like a weekend i mean it's the dangling the carrot so why not even try it and if we're looking for profits hey that could have been one of the easiest ways to do it is to advertise what they have and then kind of promise more so i think they could have done that and maybe those there's actually a lot of people who don't have disney plus because they don't want to spend that money this would have been the opportunity to show them hey this is what we have and whatnot and again possibly have new customers so
3: Yeah, but but I don't know all the details about everything, but, you know, maybe it's hard to, like, give away, like, have it unlocked for, like, three days for free. But something they also could have done was maybe Disney Plus Day on the Disney Channel, on ABC, on Fox, where that day's block of programming was all Disney Plus content. So, you know, on, you know, Fox or something, or Disney Channel, it has all of the, you know... You know, all the Disney channels, the cable channels that still exist, um, you know, all the different Disney Plus content that's available during the weekend on ABC, they could play the Mandalorian and Jeff Goldblum and, you know, some of the Marvel stuff and whatever. One episode here or there, like the first episodes to get people hooked in that on the free cable or the free channels or the cable channels, you know, on ABC and Fox so people can tune in to their, you know, free over the air channel and get a taste of what's on disney plus and even show those specials on you know in the hour in the commercial breaks you know show here upcoming here's the little sneak peek of uh, miss marvel or she hulk or Chippendale dale or whatever so um all those different things could be on on the air and then you don't have to like have anybody sign up for anything or try and do something different. You just put the programming on over the weekend.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the Disney plus they, what I'm totally on board with your saying, Hazen, it does feel like a paywall on something it is a bit of a bummer. That's one of the things I have against like HBO max. Like there wasn't a lot of free time or free subscriptions you could find unless you're going to like Hulu or stars or something like that, that you had to add on to get a free week. HBO max, which is kind of a hassle already. I think them what I'm not sure if other streaming services have done this, but what they could have done is put all the trailers already out on the Disney plus platform through the web browser, the app available that day. And then some of the bigger shows have like the first three episodes. This kind of plays with what you're saying too, Melissa, where you give them a little bit of them to preview a few episodes, like a chunk you could probably do in a day with a kid. Of all their good shows, of any of their shows, right? But don't give them the full season. Because then, like, if you want to do business-wise, yeah. On the consumer-wise, you're like, dang, I wanted to watch the whole show. But that's how you get someone to come back and say, well, I guess it is worth Disney+. Plus, You know, and then you, for sure, make all the movies available. Like, all the movies. Because if you're going to use your time to watch the movies those days, I'll be honest, you're kind of disservicing yourself because you're taking most of your time not watching the content that they make that's new. So that's why I think you could have maybe met in the middle because it was, like you said, the leak kind of put it already in a bad position. At least this would have pulled people in to be like, well, I could watch a few episodes of The Mandalorian or I could watch a few episodes of whatever, you know, WandaVision. It was a nominated show, you know, like you want to see these things if the people that hadn't seen it make it available too. Like I said, web browsing. A version because maybe the crowd that isn't getting into it maybe the grandmas <laughs> like we talked about earlier <laughs> maybe this will make it easier for them like they don't have to worry about anything except just clicking and turning it on
1: right I think we've established that the grandmas only watch grandma shows and movies.
2: Okay. Dang so.
1: it. <laughs> you know what? Grandmas like the Mandalorian.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sure they yeah, do. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure they, <laughs> they do. They love Din Djarin and Baby Yoda. Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. Know, the grandmas call him Baby Yoda. The come on.
2: Hey, my favorite thing trailer came out was Baymax. Dude. If yeah. If you haven't watched the Baymax trailer, the ending, I don't want to give it away, but it is hilarious. <laughs> I think I thought it was the
1: funniest thing. (laughs) Dude, there is so much that got released and so many things to talk about that we could spend like two hours just talking about all of the announcements and everything. Right. But I want to touch on a couple of things that you said because – you know, Peacock already does what you're saying with like episodes of The Office and these TV shows that people want to watch. If you've never signed up, they do give you a preview and they have like a month subscription or whatever uh, that you get or the f- week trial, whatever it is. Right. It's free. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you sign up for the full service, then you get access to every episode in the season. You get access to everything. So services are already doing this. And that's a really great approach to take. On top of that, you know, Andrew, you said you didn't know whether or not they could give away a free weekend. I think they could. They just decided not to. And I'm basing that on the fact that MLB TV has given away free weekends to preview the service. And if you remember, back when they were designing Disney+, it was designed by BAMTECH, which was a spin-off of MLB TV. So the technology has already been built into it. They're just choosing not to use it. So I don't know if it was modified in a way where it's no longer possible. But honestly, on the back end, it's a really simple thing. You know, you set a time limit of when somebody signs up and you give them three days before they get the trigger saying, hey, you need to subscribe if you want to continue watching this content, you know, I think they were just really itching to get two dollars from as many people as possible considering the fact that I believe this last quarter was one of the lowest earning quarters for Disney+. Plus, So they may have been trying to pad the numbers in order to not make it look so bad. Uh, which is a shame because they had so many great announcements and they have so much great content coming that it, if you're not giving people the opportunity to preview what's coming, how will they want to sign up? Teaser trailers are great, but unless mm-hmm. you get people hooked on something... You know, I mean, look at the power of of these Marvel TV shows. You know, some I know plenty of people that weren't Marvel fans, but they watched the first two or three episodes of WandaVision and they were super hooked. So you have to give people that opportunity to try it out. You know, the first one's free and then they jack up the price. But hey, at least you know that you're getting what you want at the end. You know what I mean? So... Anyway, it was really strange that they didn't give away the the free weekend. Uh, I mean, I was kind of excited that they were offering the $2 deal because I thought, oh, that's really good. You know, they're going to bring in uh, uh, another fan base. It's going to be really inexpensive. And the more that I saw the leaks and the more that I started thinking about it, the more I thought, wait a second, nobody's gonna sign up for this. <laughs> no, I mean, they're just gonna wait for the announcements to come out in their news feed and for people to start posting reactions on TikTok and Instagram about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh weird business model, but you know, they're not taking my text messages anymore to fix the things that I think are wrong. But you know, <laughs> maybe one of these days they'll start taking them again and we'll we'll go from there. <laughs>
3: But according to some random guy on Twitter, the new uh, Rescue Rangers show that's supposedly on Disney Plus or I'm sorry, Rescue Rangers movie Movie. is going to be like Roger Rabbit 2. They said, Roger Rabbit's in this movie. And if this is true, I am very excited. But it was a random person on Twitter that I have no idea who they are. (laughs) But I'm just going to get excited now for this Roger Rabbit, a cameo or something. Just putting it out there.
1: (laughs) Mm. I mean, if they're listening, (laughs) I mean, I don't I don't know how Roger Rabbit would fit into Rescue Rangers. It would be interesting if it's true somehow. Uh, I, I, I sure hope it is. <laughs> I, I mean, well, no, let me take that back. I could see how it could happen because if Chippendale are trying to solve some kind of mystery with different cartoons and stuff like that, uh, oh, man. You know, this whole talk about multiverses and stuff like that, Roger <laughs> Rabbit did it first. Let's just admit it, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roger Rabbit brought the oh, multiverses yeah. the real together. Crossover. And that was like hardcore and crossover, a different so. realm yeah in a whole exactly realm. exactly, seriously, so think about <laughs> so. that when you're thinking about the multiverse going forward or the metaverse <laughs> yeah, or whatever Facebook is creating <laughs> yeah, <whatever. laughs> um yeah, that's interesting i but there's nothing to to back this up, right? It's just some no, random dude on Twitter. it's just a guy
3: on Twitter that said something about it. But I'm just getting excited now. The only thing we know is that John Mullaney and Andy Sandberg are attached. All right, yeah, and that's that that, the big. So. And that it's a like continuation series. I like it's both of those reboot. guys. I think I both yeah. of them are funny.
1: <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine has been one of my guilty pleasures in the last six mm-hmm. months. I've been watching it over and over. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Well, I guess we'll have to keep tab on that to see if it's actually true because that would be a really, really interesting character to include in that film. Uh, speaking of characters, I want to wrap up this Disney Plus Day thing uh, with if you're a TikTok creator, uh, Disney added some new character voices that you can now add. So if you've scrolled through TikTok, you might have seen or heard um, you know, a video where the things that are on the screen typed out are being spoken by a fairly robotic voice. But now, uh, as through this partnership with Disney, there are six new voices that you can use in your videos. The first one is Stitch. And in order to enable that, when you go to the little text-to-speech thing, just type the word Ohana to find it and you'll be able to enable Stitch. You can have your text be spoken as C-3PO. In order to enable that one, just search for the word droid. If you want a Stormtrooper, type the word empire, and you'll be able to use that voice. If you want Chewbacca, just type mm-hmm. in Chewie, and you'll get the... Nice. R- 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 in the background. <laughs> yes. You won't be able to understand anything Chewie says unless you can you know, understand Chewie. Hey, but, let the yeah. walk you <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's okay. That uh, that right? <laughs> uh, another... Character that you may not be able to fully understand unless you speak uh, the language is Groot, and all you have to do to get that voice enabled is type in "I am Groot." And finally, for the same Groot. franchise, <laughs> if you want your uh, the voice to be Rocket, just type in Disney Plus, and it'll enable Rocket Raccoon for your text-to-speech pleasure. I don't know if they're going to be adding any other characters, but if you're a TikTok creator that is a cool way to wave your disney flag um you know in in your videos
3: so uh, i'm just gonna that. i'm a, i'm gonna make one i just just gonna say my hands don't scan
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yours do <laughs> hey quill <laughs> we're going to take the gantry <laughs> lift
0: i have a feeling his voice is going to be popular oh for i'm many sure many it is. reasons yeah <laughs> i'm sure it is as well
1: Before we continue, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, and it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad or just want to know what the FGP squad is, head on over to podcateers.com FGP for more info. There you will find a list of our top contributors, some info on being a podcateer's fairy godparents, and of course a link to our Patreon Becoming a member of the FGP squad grants you access to our monthly happy hour calls, additional access to content like the Pocketeers After Show, uh, previews of new things coming up, discounts on Pocketeers gear, and more. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you to all of you for your continued support. Uh, Let's go back to the parks. You guys were there over the weekend. And uh, one of the most surprising things that I saw warmed my heart to see this was the Muppets. The Muppets were driving around in the uh, two-story bus singing Christmas carols during Disney Merriest Nights. Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo with some of the chickens. Uh, Pepe the Prawn. I'm sorry. Pepe the King Prawn. The King Prawn. King King (laughs) King Prawn. (laughs)
3: You mean Pepper the Shrimp, Pepper the Shrimp, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, Sam the Eagle were all uh, hanging out on the double-decker bus singing Christmas carols. Was this something you had an opportunity to see while you were there? We mm, wish. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you
3: gotta got those tickets. Those are, those the are extra add-on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that party <laughs> is a little
1: too pricey for me, my friend. Same. <laughs> yeah, I was. You know, I'm. We talked about how pricey it was when they first announced it, right? And I love the fact that they gave a little bit of a premium like this to the people that had the opportunity to attend. However, the additional fee I still don't think was worth just the Muppets riding around on the double-decker bus. Could just be me. (laughs) I don't know what else there was, but this seems to be the biggest thing that came out of Marius Nights. Did you hear anything else or did you hear or... Uh, see any posts by anybody aside from the Muppets thing I have special food I'm offerings I think that's the other
2: <laughs> thing I saw Ooh.
3: and I think they're giving they're like you I think it's similar to the Disney World one where you they give you like free snacks like instead of trick-or-treating you get like gingerbread like cookies a and cup and of Coke cocoa and stuff, and stuff like or whatever that. yeah but I haven't really seen much I mean there's only been one I believe so far they're there's only five of them total, I think. Yeah. Correct. So, yes, yeah, awesome. I, I've only seen... Yeah, the Muppet thing was the only thing I've seen. Yeah. yeah. But it's got a really clever name, the Muppet Christmas Caroling Caravan or whatever <laughs> caroling it Caroling coach. <laughs> coach. Or Caroling Coach. Yeah. Something no, like, no, yeah, there yeah. we
1: go. I screwed it up.
2: <laughs> no, it's good.
1: Yeah. i good. <laughs> I mean, so this brings up an interesting question for me, and... You know, we kind of talked a little bit about this with uh, Oogie Boogie Bash and the introduction of Zombie Captain America. Obviously, whenever you have these types of special events, it's nice to have surprises. It's nice to have these special perks and these these moments that you don't normally get as part of a regular, you know, Disney day. However, would you have been more inclined to buy a ticket had they announced it? Because I know that with Oogie Boogie Bash, there were tons of people that said, what, I just went. Had I known Zombie Cap was there, I would have definitely bought a ticket. Is something like the Muppets or anything else that they could have coupled with Marius Knights, something that could have swayed you in the direction of getting that ticket?
2: If I get a picture opportunity, yes, all the way. Like, if I get one shot to get, like, they don't even have to tell me what Muppet. I don't even care. Like, you're, like, you're going to get one shot to take a picture with the Muppets, even if they're all on that, the coach or whatever. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in for that. I'll, I love the show that they're doing, but a picture would be, like, heck yeah. Girl, Not girl, one just...
0: picture. Each <laughs> one of them should have a station, oh my God. and that would be maybe possibly. You talk about possibly... dash. <laughs> uh, No. I mean, I'm i would say that uh, the caroline that was cute pointing (laughs) that was cute but i think if we had like a more just more intimate time with them even if it's just a single picture that may be it but is it really worth it i don't know if that's the only thing compared to everything else Mm. is what i'm saying
3: I think if they just put Santa hats on every character on every ride, I think that would be worth it. Every character has a Santa hat on <laughs> that's pretty, every, Or something. Every that's character. Really? Okay. All the pirates Everybody. have <laughs> Santa hats on it. Mara has a Santa hat. Oh, you know. wow. Asamo <laughs> has a Santa crazy. hat. C3PO, Santa hat. Okay. okay. Dum- all the Dumbo's Santa hats. Monstro Santa hat. I'm just going to keep going. Keep that's going. That's a <laughs> Santa hat. <laughs> Yeti, Santa hat. Uh The Matterhorn has a Santa hat. The goat. Yeah, the goat has a Santa hat. Nice. Everything, Santa hat. Winnie the Pooh, Santa hat. Rare bear, Santa hat. All the bride, Santa hat. Hitchhiking ghost, Santa hat. They're not even there right now. Oogie Boogie already has a Santa hat on it. A hat box ghost, Santa hat box ghost. I'm for it. (laughs) Look, keep going.
1: (laughs) Keep going. Okay. Take take the concept of the jingle cruise. Tarzan,
3: Santa hat. Jingle oh. Cruise, Santa Hat, <laughs> Rosita, Santa Hat, <laughs> Jose, Santa Hat, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Santa Hat, Autopia Cards, Santa Hat.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Pinocchio, Lightning, Santa Hat, and no, I'm just gonna keep going. Who, who is it that has the Santa Hat? Lightning or Mater? Mater, has Mater has the Santa it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Mater has mm-hmm. the Santa if you're gonna add them to the Autopia cards, it's already been done, so they can't say they can't. Yeah, exactly. Right? Monorail, <laughs> There's <Santa> precedent hat. <laughs> already. <laughs> Santa. Train
3: every train car Santa hat. Ah, <laughs> uh, and if you want to know I mean, what,
1: what oldest what the yeah. oldest train is, by the way, you should listen to the first episode of Quizneyland. Yeah, and then we put a Santa hat. on. Boom, <laughs> <Yeah>. full circle.
2: <laughs> Dinosaurs, yeah, Santa go, dinosaur. <laughs> That that pterodactyl. That's like
3: ah, yeah. Like you go past.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> so just
1: funny. with the ball dangling, like <laughs> they're swinging
3: around. <laughs> the
1: horse hitch post,
3: Santa hat. Santa hats. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah. Mark Twain, Santa hat. We just
2: nailed it. Marketing, <laughs> you heard it. Space
1: Mountain, Santa hat. Space, okay, oh, old, everything has a Santa the hat. The monorail, ma- Santa hat. <laughs> I said that already. Oh, you did were just you? Not I, I miss yes. <laughs> oh, Still man. a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Andrew looks like he's much easier to please when it comes to adding this. I don't know where all these Santa hats are magically going to appear from. The but. dollar store. They got them in space. <laughs> they, they don't have to be good Santa hats. They just have to be Santa hats.
3: They got big ones. You get the little ones for dogs and stuff. You can put those on the little animatronics, you know, and the dog like in Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. You just a little one. And you know and- what?
1: <laughs> that If they said, yeah, we're adding Santa hats to everything. At least that would justify the ticket price increase. So, boom. Exactly. There you go. It, did, yeah. it, it,
3: it doesn't take much to please. <laughs> it just wants something silly. Like, I'm all for like, oh, that's silly. They I want them to do something silly. I think the Muppets caroling is like kind of silly, yeah, it is. which is good. Like right. I like it doesn't need to be too serious. It's a party. We don't have to like be so serious. Yeah. Just bring Boba Fett out in a Santa hat and everybody's yes! happy. Like come on. <laughs> yep. Like it's not <laughs> hard to make people happy. You do something silly like that and it's then people will buy all the tickets to see Boba Fett in a Santa hat. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, Oogie Boogie Bash, I think, was slightly different because there was the promise of new characters, new experiences, and they kind of told you up front a lot of the things that, that you were getting by attending it. Uh, as far as I know, with Marius Nights, this was a surprise, which was great, but as far as I could tell, really the only promise you had was the ability to watch the parade with less people in the park. And I love the Christmas parade. I, You know, it's one of my favorite experiences in the park. But that wasn't enough for me to say, yeah, this ticket is totally worth it. Oogie Boogie Bash on its own, I think, was worth it. And having Zombie Cap added was just icing on the cake. But it was cake that you already wanted to eat. Probably a smaller portion at a higher price. (laughs) But, yeah, Marius Nights just doesn't seem like it was – It it just was too expensive for what the experience was, you know, but you're right. I think if they did have like a photo op for each of the Muppets, like I get what you're saying, Larry, but I like Mel's idea, like have one for every Muppet. And if you get one with every Muppet, that would be totally worth it because they're characters that aren't normally there. You know mm-hmm. which was always one of the appeals of like Mickey's Halloween party that there was always characters now with Oogie Boogie Bash, there are characters that you don't normally have the photo op- opportunity. So, uh, if you've been to Marius Nights or you are scheduled, we'd love to hear about your experience. You know, you can send us a message on Instagram or you can um, just send us an email comments at com. We'd love to. Uh, Hear how everything was and if there was any other surprises that we haven't seen or heard about yet. And uh, if you don't want us to share your name when we talk about your experience, just let us know. We will keep your name uh, private. We'll call you Santa hat. <coughs> call you Santa hat. <laughs> they could give you a free Santa hat. That would they make up some of the price. They
3: could. You, you know, you get a punch card. You take oh, a picture man. with all the Muppets, then you get a free Santa hat. Heck, give the them a Jungle cruise
2: hat. hat. I'm still envious of those people who got the free ones. I'm telling a you.
3: A free Santa hat in every land. That sounds like I'm running for mayor or something. <laughs> <laughs> mayor of what Toontown.
1: Oh. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> So that, I believe, was possibly the biggest news that we received this week. Uh, over at IAAPA, which is the International Association of, of Amusement Parks and Attractions, Josh Demaro made the announcement that Mickey's Toontown is going to be closing later uh, this year or early next year, and it's going to reopen in 2023. Uh, to coincide with the reopen or with the opening of Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Uh, and in that time, Toontown is going to be completely reimagined. Uh, there was an article posted about it where uh, Josh Tomorrow was quoted as saying, we're excited to leverage Disney's powerful brand, develop new stories, and share even more magical experience with our guests. The newly reimagined Mickey's Toontown will be a welcoming place where families and younger guests can connect and play together in fun new ways. Uh, so part of the announcement, uh, it was very limited. Uh, aside from the fact that they talked about the addition of something called centennial park they talked about how there was going to be more grassy areas they seem to be getting rid of the fountain that's right in front of roger rabbit's cartoon spin and they're adding something called a dreaming tree uh that was that is supposed to be inspired by a young walt disney uh daydreaming in his hometown and um yeah Interesting announcement. I'm glad that Toontown is getting some kind of love. Your thoughts? We're getting shade. <laughs> nice. That was one of my first complaints when we
0: did Armchair. I was like, we need shade. Yay, trees. Yeah.
3: <laughs> my poor fountain.
0: I know. I... They're
3: getting a dumb fountain. No, oh. <laughs> they take out the Roger Rabbit fountain. Come on, people. And they put a Mickey and Minnie fountain. Like, come on! No, I, I mean, I get it, but at least we know Roger Rabbit is safe. We had the announcement earlier this year <laughs> yeah. that you know the attraction's getting enhanced with Jessica becoming Private Eye and all this stuff. Duh, 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 duh. So we know the attraction's safe. They released this concept art that you know it kind. Of, you can see the you know the cartoon spin building in the like the warehouse district, and they don't really show anything on the building. And I'm assuming that's because nothing's changing. So they're like, we don't need you to look there. The building's going to be here. Da, 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 da Cause I know some people were <clears> worried <throat> that Roger rabbit wasn't going to be coming back. Um, looks like the gag factory is coming back though. According to the, uh, concept art It says gag factory right in there. So that's nice. Nice catch. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff in the concept art. The there's like the Centennial park, but then right kind of behind that, it looks like there's a, like an extension of Goofy's house That's, like, some interesting, like, backyard shed kind of thing that I don't think is currently there. I mean, I haven't been in Goofy's house in a very long time, so I couldn't tell you. But it looks very different. Um, And it also looks like Chip and Dale's treehouse is no
1: more. Um, Which is strange, right? Because the Chip and Dale movie is about to come out. I mean, it's it's not about to come out, but we have a Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie coming yeah. soon, so it's weird that they're opting to get rid of that. I just, yeah, I think it's probably more an operational thing because it was just
3: like a ball pit yeah, before, yeah. and that's kind of gross, and uh, yeah. And then, again, like, we can't really tell what's going on with Gadget's Go Coaster other than the coaster part is still staying there. Um, it doesn't really show any theming-wise if it's going to change, It's real close to Donald's house, so I don't know if it's going to change to some kind of Donald coaster or what, but we don't really know at this point. But in the concept art, prominently featured is this big tree that has, like, these roots coming out, and the roots, you know, make all different shapes that you can play upon. Um, The Jolly Trolley is going to be uh, uh, part of Yesterland, and... Yeah, it also looks like they're getting rid of the other fountain in Toontown as well. The one by Mickey's house with the, um, the one where you could step on the instruments and it would mm-hmm. make noise and stuff. That has a tree in that central hub now. So it's just like a lot of trying to analyze this um, piece of concept art and, you know, be curious as to what all is going to like be, you know, come true. Like there's also if you look at the concept art. Behind the the new facade for the El Capitun Theater, where the Runway Railway is going to be, like coming out of the back of it is like a like a big vine or a big green tube or I don't know what. It looks like like a like almost like a beanstalk, but it's like going over the hills and everything. So it's kind of an interesting. Thing to see in the the hills of toontown i'm curious as to what that's supposed to represent mickey in... and the
1: beanstalk yeah
3: i mean oh. it's weird it's like then like you know as the toontown hills if you remember them I mean, it was just kind of like big green hills and th- now this concept art shows more trees and like a little farmhouse or something and yeah yeah it's got a bunch of different interesting things but you know, mickey and minnie house are still there Um, the town hall and all that area with like the bank and my, the, like the Roger rabbit bathrooms with the goofy gas station and stuff, all looks to be staying intact somewhat. Um, and then the warehouse district where Roger rabbit is looks like it's still somewhat intact. So it, hopefully the whole place gets a facelift because those, those colors really fade in the, in the hot California sun. Um, but I'm excited for it. I, I'm excited because Roger Rabbit's not going anywhere. If we didn't have any news on Roger Rabbit previously, I would be very worried. Um, but yeah, it's exciting to see this. Um, interesting that uh, in these past few years, Disney keeps using the word "play." Like that's their like they're really big into play. The last I don't know five years mm-hmm. with the Play Pavilion in Epcot and they talk a lot about play. So instead of ride the rides, we'll just give you a place to play. I, I don't know. I'm not, but I mean, also, I I sound cynical. Kids need something to, like, if you got a little kid and you bring to Disneyland, sometimes they just need to run amok. Yes. For <laughs> a second. So I get yeah. it. Like, well, that's, that's what it's I was not, thinking. F- it's yeah. not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that part's not well, for yes, me, it is. which is fine. <laughs> like, I don't have a kid, so it's fine. Like, there's stuff that at Disneyland it's not for me, and that's fine. I just have to get it through my big dumb head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I will argue that everything at Disneyland is for everybody. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the experiences are fairly ageless. Uh, even the, the um, Disney Junior on stage at California Adventure, I sat through that show, and it is delightful. And especially if you have kids then you've grown to love the characters and so even I can enjoy something like that. So, as an adult that has experienced many things that are probably not meant for me uh, I, you know, I I think they're ageless. But, you know, uh, as far as Toontown's concerned, uh, Larry your thoughts on this reimagining?
2: Well, I think it's funny when Andrew just last said I kind of jump right on that. I don't know about you guys but I don't think of a lot of places in Disneyland Resort in general where you could play and run. Now, all I think of is the Disneyland Hotel grass and lawn area they used to have, which they're cutting down now more because they're putting up more hotel spaces, right, and restaurant. So I was thinking something inside of the park like this is different. Some of the words that out of that blog that came out regarding this, which I thought was really interesting that Andrew mentioned too, was active play. Tactile play, new experiences will let children play, slide, spin, splash, touch, and listen. It seems like a new way for kids to interact, which I'm all on board, especially from the youngest age. And hopefully, like you're talking about, Hazen, you get to those older ages where you're breaking them away from the mobile device. You know, a lot of these games and interactions now we're all tied to our phone being like, take your phone and take a picture because it's AR cool thing you'll see on the screen or on the wall or whatever, right? Let's take that away though, and inside the park, I, I'm I'm kind of wondering how are they gonna play this with the landscaping because that's one of my favorite things when I go to the park is still that you still see landscaping. Like Melissa said, more trees. I distinctively think I avoided Toontown for a long time not just because it was you know looking pretty beat up. It's just hot, yes. always hot. And then you're you're climbing up there, right? It's like a slope and up, so you're like already feeling it. If it's, like, 90 degrees, you're just, like, that little underpass is just the only break you're going to get because you're about to get slammed with heat. So, I'm, I'm I'm curious. I'm very curious because I already was excited about the runaway railway. But to now have this imagery, it kind of gives me vibes of when we – I've watched the Mickey Mouse, the new, like, cartoon shorts they have. You know how, like, everything's vibrant and green and colors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're – Going that way with it? Are we going to see that switch to the characters? Like that kind of world. Yeah, I'm glad you brought
1: that up because that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. You know, they're really outside of the Mickey meet and greets or the Mickey that we see in the parades. The direction that they're going artistically with the Mickey character is definitely the new Mickey from the Mickey shorts. We're seeing that artwork on a lot more things, and it's obviously the creative direction that they went when they created Runaway Railway. So I think you're right. I think you're right on track with that comment that Centennial Park and this reimagining of Toontown is really to fit the aesthetic of the new Mickey Mouse shorts that are happening now, which is good. I think it does... Um, it does make it more modern for the people and the kids that are growing up with this particular Mickey. You know, we talk about it with other things around the park. We've mentioned how a lot of the changes that are coming aren't for us. You know, we got used to seeing things in the park and we're nostalgic about things. And But the changes that are coming are not for us. The changes that are coming are to ensure that the next 50 years and the generation that's growing up with those things now will have their time with the things that they're familiar with in the park as well. And that's exactly what looks like is happening with Mickey's Toontown right now. Um, Back in uh, episode 251, 252 and 253. Uh, we talked a lot about Toontown. We talked about the history of Toontown. We talked about Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Uh, we had a whole series of episodes that culminated in armchair imagineering at Mickey's Toontown. And I'm not sure if it made it in the episode or if this was just part of the talk when we were uh, brainstorming the episode. Mel. you know, if I don't know if you remember, but, you know, one of the things that I remember us talking about was that Part of the reason I don't like going to Toontown with my kids is because it's a dead end in the park. You know, there's no yeah. way to get out. And when the bottleneck gets created as you're trying to go through under the train, it's, it, yes, it is hot and everything, but there's nowhere for you to go. And so if there is a way, I think, for them to add a pathway behind Fantasyland that will at least allow you to reach Mickey's Toontown, from where the entrance of the old um, the skyway entrance was like in mm-hmm. like in between galaxy's edge and the edge of Fantasyland, land uh, logistically. I don't know. I know that there's some cast member stuff back there. I don't know if it leads to, you know what buildings in the back for cast members, but they could theoretically create one more way to get in and out of toontown to make it more accessible for families to be able to enjoy that area. Um, That's been one of the hardest things for us. That's honestly, if we're if we ever go to Toontown, our tactic is take the train to the Toontown station, get into Toontown, get back on the train and go wherever else we're going to go. That's closest, you know, as part of our next stop. And unless our next stop is like it's a small world or something like that, we tend to just not go to Toontown. There wasn't much to do. Like you said, it was always hot and it it usually did get pretty crowded, which is part of the reason why it took me so long to ride Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, you know, because we were just never back there. Uh, I think this reimagining will reinvigorate it. Kids do get bored. And the more that you're standing in line, the more restless they get. And you're right. They do need to get some of that energy out. Um, So overall, is it a good idea? Yes. Is it going to be for everybody? Yes. Yes. Everybody will be able to enjoy it, Andrew. And uh, (laughs) now we'll just have more vibrant colors to go along with being able to enjoy it. And if they really want to make it a much better experience, give us another entrance. Give us a way to get in there in between Fantasyland and Galaxy's Edge or, you know, a route around It's a Small World. I don't know. Just give us another it's way gonna, to get in I'm looking
3: out. at the map. I'm looking at the map right now, and it's going to have to be, you know, there's that place that people have called the expansion pad for um, Galaxy's Edge, you know, behind Oga's and stuff. Yeah. That's basically where it would have to go. You could go from Toontown to Galaxy's Edge would be, like, you'd bulldoze Chip and Dale's Treehouse. Boom, there you go. That's the only, like, feasible place because... Um, right below like right behind gadgets go coaster is like the tunnel for the train and then you go to the Fantasyland theater like that's there's a big chunk of stuff um so i mean if they got rid of the Fantasyland theater and like uh toontown was a horseshoe shaped maybe you could get something but it's i think our best bet is to go into galaxy's edge which would be an interesting transition i think they can <laughs> so do it I'm gonna...
1: oh yeah Now,
0: I was going to say that I think because they took away the fountain in front of the attraction, I I feel like it kind of gives Roger a an area for a meeting greet. And since it's like an open area, I don't see why not. And I'm hoping that would be the case because that fountain was a good touch. But it did take up a good chunk of space. Well, it was. Yeah, it's part of like
3: the. The Jolly Trolley track, like yeah, you know, the Jolly Trolley would go around that and then go around the other fountain. The Jolly, you know, that was what there for like a couple months and then broke all the time, and so they just <laughs> stopped doing it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see why they get rid of it because then there's like the building that's connected to Roger Rabbit. It's like the Jolly Trolley. There's like a station there where they put the other trolley, you know, at night or whatever. Um, so there's stuff there that can get reused. And I mean, we did see when we were riding the train when we were there, they're redoing the pathway into Toontown Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm assuming they're getting that done first so then they can block the whole thing off and (laughs) work on it for, you know, a year or whatever and get it all nice and fanciful. Fancy feast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now more expensive, but smaller portion.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Circled.
1: Well, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. On this reimagining of Toontown. Uh, And I think the... I'm interested in knowing how many of our listeners made it a point to visit Toontown. And if you didn't visit Toontown very frequently, why didn't you go? Because I feel that I'm not alone in not wanting to go to Toontown because it was just... I mean, you know... I think we're all on the same boat here. You know, it was just too cumbersome, you know, and not having many things to do and not having a good amount of shady areas to sit just wasn't great. And, you know, even as we came back from the pandemic, we knew that Disneyland was removing a lot of the trees. They were removing seating areas. This was just part of the process coming back into the park. You know, there was plenty of news articles that also talked about, you know, the removal of those things. So uh, this is interesting. I feel like they're they're going back a little bit and they're realizing this was a mistake. But at the same time, it could be a tactical move. They removed a whole bunch of stuff. They had this planned in order to try to port people back there because they know that there's shade to open up more space around the park. You know, these types of things They're tactical, you know, it's not just to spruce up the area, it's to try to get people into the area for an extended amount of time to try to decrease line times or queue times or to try to decrease congestion that happens during parades or whatever the case is. But there's always a tactical move behind these types of reimaginings and If they happen to give us another entrance into Toontown, I think it'll just help the situation a lot more because you can increase the flow into that area. Or, like you said, Andrew, they can go right into Galaxy's Edge somehow, you know, and extend their stay in Galaxy's Edge, which is already a really huge chunk of the park. Yep, yep. So, sound sound off. Leave us a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can also leave us a comment on Facebook, or we'd love for you to join us over on our Discord server. If you're not yet a member, it's super easy to join us there uh, in the blog post for this episode at podcasterscom slash 387. You'll find an invite. Just go ahead and click on that. Once you install the Discord app on your device, it'll uh, load up the invite, and you'll be in there just you know, just a couple of questions, sign up, create your password, all that good stuff, and you'll be a member of the Discord channel. We have several different channels where we talk about things happening in the parks, just general things. We do have a special section for the FGP squad, which we talked about a little while ago. We have one where we talk about Disney food and tacos most of the time, but Disney foods... Uh, we just started up a Quizneyland section of the Discord server so that whenever we have things or topics that happen to come up on Quizneyland, we can further discuss them. Or if you have ideas of things you want to hear about on Quizneyland, you know, you can leave them there as a comment as well. So if you have any questions, you know, feel free to connect with us. We'll be happy to help you out with that as well. Uh, Anything else? that we want to touch on. It was a week full of news. A lot of great things happened. A lot of semi good things happened, but overall tons of stuff, tons of things for us to talk about. So many that we had to leave a lot out that we're just going to talk about next week or talk about on the after show. But anything else that we want to mention before we wrap up this episode? Uh, tomorrow
3: quizty land episode two Woohoo! comes out. So nice. yeah, every other Thursday, boom. So ready, excited to uh, everybody hear the second episode. Uh, I've got a couple more I've recorded, so they're coming along. I'm excited. So hopefully everybody else is enjoying them too. So hop on that Discord channel and uh, let me know. I'm really bad at getting my Discord doesn't give me all the notifications all the time. So people are saying nice things about me on you know about the show <laughs> about me about the show on Discord. And I didn't see him until way late. So thank you, everybody, for saying
1: those nice things. Right on. Well, I'm enjoying it. And I know, yes, we have received many comments on uh, people enjoying Queensland, So looking forward to the upcoming episodes. That's it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya.
2: We could wrap up the episode or
1: welcome to the hotel, California. California. (laughs) Such a lovely place. Such a lovely
2: place. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Part of the Podcateers Network.